0: All right, well, moving right along, As uh, having a great morning. My name's Joe Crummy, one of the leaders here at the Meeting Place Church, and as John said, it's great to welcome you, and uh, it's great to be able to gather together as the church, and it's great to be led by God's Holy Spirit, and to just be open to uh, God being able to speak to us, and so I know we have some uh, guests here for the first time, so uh, we believe in spiritual gifts and being able to use them in our corporate time together, and people are able to bring Prophecy, which is bringing really the heart and the mind, the will of God that lines up with God's word. So we had lots of that in different scriptures and people praying out and people singing out. So it's a powerful when uh, we're together, and it's great to know that God's alive and He speaks through us. This morning we're going to take a look at um, really in a brief amount of time. We want to highlight some of the things from our our time together last week, and by way of review, uh, we were able to host as a church. Uh, Basically, about 35 to 40 uh, different church leaders from Ontario, from uh, British Columbia, Quebec, uh, all sort of points in between, and from England. And we had a wonderful time together uh, throughout the weekend. And some of you, many of you were there for, we had our evening meeting last Friday night and last Sunday, and really powerful prayer meeting last Sunday night. So we really wanted to take some time just to have some people share about how they were impacted and some things that God put on their heart And then some of the sort of bringing some things together for us together individually, but us corporately together as a church as well. And I just want to begin with a big thank you, because we had so many people take part last weekend. And many of you, we had hosts and billets for all the people that were uh, visiting. So a big thank you to you for opening up your homes and providing meals. And for our welcome teams and AV teams and moving teams and all the extra work that you put in. And we had many people who were here for the first time, and uh, we had just so many uh, great comments just about how, what a great, uh, welcoming church, hospitable church. So I pass that along from all of our guests and from us uh, as leaders as well, so a big thank you. So you can give yourself a hand on that one. Okay, yeah, you can, you can do it. Don't be shy. Okay, we're really grateful for that. And uh, are we connected, Dave? Oh, you didn't, okay, sorry. There we go. All right. Let's just read one scripture and a very uh, helpful scripture to sort of launch into some of these things this morning and then we'll go through and uh, have some people share. This is Paul writing to the uh, church in Philippi. and We pick it up in Philippians chapter 3 and we're going to read from verses 1 to 14. And Paul says, Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is no trouble to me and is safe for you. So some of the things we're going to share this morning, you might have heard them before, but that's okay. They're good for us and we need to hear them again. And Paul says, look out, Paul, hey, so straightforward, look out for the dogs, look out for the evildoers, look out for those who mutilate the flesh, for we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also. And he says, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in flesh, I have more. So Paul, it's helpful for us today, because you know what? We still kind of have a lot of remnants of religiosity in our day and in our time. And Paul cuts right to the chase, and he's like, hey, you know what? If anyone isn't doing these things, if we're not worshiping by the Spirit of God, which we believe we were here this morning, okay? If you're not worshiping by the Spirit of God, we've got a problem, okay? If we're not boasting and glorying in Christ Jesus, if Jesus isn't central to everything... Okay, we're way offline, all right, and we don't put any confidence in ourselves. So if you're trying to get good with God by your works, or you're trying to get to heaven by your works, you're never good enough. And so Paul's just saying if those are those are key central things, and we're in big trouble. And he would even go farther to say that you know what people are even evil and leading people astray if a different gospel is being preached. So that, those are foundational things, and Paul begins to say, you know what, hey. If anyone could get right with God by being good, it would have been me. And this is Paul's criteria. He says, If anyone thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised in the eighth day, Jewish, of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. So he's got a resume, Old Testament, pretty spotless. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. So Jesus changes everything. that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Hallelujah. And brothers, I do not consider I have been made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I think that's a helpful verse to sort of summarize some of the things that we've experienced in this last week. And quickly, and I'll teach into this again in a couple of weeks' time, okay? I'm just going to walk through this. There's our big thank you. Just to say, we're getting more and more churches established here in Canada as part of our family of churches. We've got many church plants that are in early days of just getting started, and I'll come back to these in a couple of weeks' time. you probably met some of the people, and we have different things that are happening in these different cities, and then there's a whole other sphere with a guy named Mike Betts, who's another part of New Frontiers that are establishing churches in Alberta that we're not even really connected with just because of distance. So there's lots that's uh, going on. And just to say that you know, we're developing more and more sort of a Canadian team with Jeremy Simpkins. And uh, just to say that Kevin, Gary, and I have been asked to be a part of that team um, together and joining with others from some of these other churches. Okay, We'll come back to that in a few weeks' time. I want to press into some of the things that uh, we felt God really speak to us as a church and that we want to highlight. And they've already been mentioned this morning, and you know it's already affected our worship this morning. Just a continual reminder that have passion for Jesus. And I encourage you, if you weren't able to hear the messages, they're online on our website now, both from the Friday night and from Sunday morning. And Jeremy, God speaking through him. So just encourage us once again that for us personally, for us as a church, you know what, we always have to sort of be checking our hearts to say, is Jesus really our first love? And how many times does Jesus kind of get crowded out, even though we kind of know he's one piece of the pie, we want him to be the whole thing, that we want Jesus to be central in our lives and in our church. And as Jeremy was sharing with us, as we have passion for Jesus, knowing how much he has passion for us, as we follow Jesus, as we're in love with Jesus, then we'll be concerned about the things Jesus is concerned about. And we know that Jesus is concerned about his church. He died for his church. And we know that he's concerned about his father's will and about establishing his kingdom here on earth. So we want to be caught up in those things as well. And we want to have that viewpoint, that perspective in all of our lives. So that affects everything. That affects our finances, our priorities. That affects how we view our family. That affects how we view our job, our recreation time. Everything should be influenced by a passion for Jesus and a passion for what Jesus is passionate for, okay? And we had some different people really sort of impacted in some different things. So I'm just going to ask, I think we've got Sarah and Barb and Tim Bicknell. Um, Why don't you guys come down? And I'm just going to transition for a second. And we just have some things that were impacted or felt they wanted to share. So we've asked some different ones to come forward. So Gary's going to help you out over here with the mic. And... um, Thanks, Sarah. Come on down. All right. So, Barb, do you want to lead us? Or you can ask one of these two. <laughs> this is Barb Gallant. Um,
1: I'd say the thing that impacted me the most was it's, just encu- it's encouraging, one, to, for, for everyone to be drawn from this huge country into one place, to be mm. and know that you're part of something bigger, and we know that in word, but when everyone's around, it's really exciting. Mm. Yes. But God kind of showed me a picture of not just leaders, but our whole church, and how it was. It looked like a graph. And I mean, I like data, and so I graph my students, and mm. everyone was on a different place on the graph in the beginning, and then at the end of the weekend, like everyone had grown this much. So it was still mm. kind of jaggedy. Because everyone grew in their own, their own purpose that God was stirring in them, and I just yes. feel like it was a really neat boost. Like it was, yes. it was um, kind of God just confirming things and bringing clarity and, and moving everyone up mm. a place. And yeah. so it wasn't against. It, it wasn't like a competition, but God was moving everyone in their own thing. And it was. I was reminded when um, of just kind of when you ride a bike without gears. I know that those are kind of old school, but we, we were in Cuba uh, years ago, and Joel and I decided to take bikes out, and you kind of think you're good you're good at driving a bike when you have like 24 gears, and then you go to zero, and you realize, I'm really out of shape. I'm, I, I can't even make this thing go, even though I know, and I feel like that's what it was for me, that I can, I'm good at being persistent and dogged, and determined and staying on track but that's like the bike without gears it's without the holy spirit boosting you it's it's hard hard work and that's what it felt like for me that everything just seemed a little bit easier just when you're soaked in the holy spirit it just seems like wow it's not so hard like i don't feel like in cuba we felt like if we stopped on the hot road we'd be like eaten by the vultures (laughs) over there. and i just think Sometimes that's what life feels like, mm. but when you have that boost of the Holy Spirit and His Spirit, like just, just it's just like this rocket fuel.
0: Yes, it's so. right. good. Sarah, we're gonna go to Sarah next. Yeah, thanks, Barb. Excellent.
2: Um, I guess what really stood out to me was when Jeremy started speaking on Friday night about being intimate with God and allowing God to just really. Um, allow you to have a passion for him, Um, that really stood out to me. And then continuing on during the weekend, um, there was a word spoken over me that was basically pretty blunt, (laughs) but it was good. And it just said, don't pretend that your relationship with God needs to always be strong and be perfect and be, um, just have this wall that you have built up. And Mm -hmm. the issue was that I was taking on my life on my own. And I was giving God the credit. <laughs> and I was building this wall up and, and saying, yeah, God, we're doing awesome. Like, this is, this is great. But really, I wasn't allowing myself to be vulnerable to God. I was not allowing myself to open up to God the way that I wanted to or the way I wanted to be passionate for God. I wasn't allowing that. So the word that was spoken into me was basically just let those strong walls break down. And let those, let that passion that you have for God, not hold back.
0: That's great, excellent, Sarah. Thank you. Great, Sarah. All right, Tim Bicknell, coming.
3: Hi. Um, well, uh, quite a while ago, I had um, a picture, a really clear picture, which was given to me in the church here from God, and I didn't share it here, but I shared it with my life group. And if they're here, they know what I'm going to say. I <laughs> think. And uh, when Reese got up last week, and he said in the worship, um, now is the time not to bring a Bible reading or, or a prayer, but if you've got a picture or a prophecy, now's the time to bring it. Well, I think I should have brought something then. Mm-hmm. Um, because what Jeremy got up and, and shared about being uh, having an active passion for Jesus is what my picture um, relates to. And basically, the picture is um, of an iceberg. Okay, If you want to now picture an iceberg, and we all know that you get the little bit that sticks out the top, and you've got the big bit that's underneath. But did you know that um, it's actually about 11% that sticks out of the top, and it's 89% that's below the surface? And uh, what I want to say is all this, like on a Sunday morning, and life group times together, tag, or um, when we're like in alpha, or, or whatever, when we're all together... That is our public like Christian life together. That's the, the top part. That's the 11% everyone sees. Mm-hmm. But then below the surface of our lives, as soon as you walk out of this building today and you get in your car, <coughs> you plop into the, under the surface and you're going into the under-the-surface part of your life, the 89%. What is that? That's like um, your family time, how you relate to your family um, and how you deal with those issues. It might be at work. And all the pressures you get at work, how, you, how do you deal with that? Um, your neighbours, do you go out of your way to speak to your neighbours? Mm-hmm. Um, it could be how you fi- fill your tax return form mm-hmm. in, um, how honest are you there, or how do I fill it in? Mm-hmm. Um, it could be uh, what else, how you drive your car, someone mm-hmm. cuts you up, mm-hmm. how do you react? Mm-hmm. All that. And if you remember Jeremy last week, um, he said, I believe that Jesus is trying to put his finger on um, some issues in your life and that could be how do you look at how do you look at the things on your computer what do you look at he said how do you deal with issues of your temper or relationships or um, what do you let your mind dwell on mm. all that you know that's the hidden side of your life and, and what Je- Jesus loves all this, God loves all this mm. but he, he really loves the stuff that goes on for his eyes only below the surface right. especially for him reserved for him yeah. it's those those passionate times you have for him those intimate times you know underneath the surface that only well he sees it all he sees everything mm-hmm. we do nothing is hidden from him mm-hmm. okay and uh well, what else did jeremy say he said last week saying no to sin and yes to righteousness mm-hmm. he said uh get passionate about the right things Mm -hmm. and uh, being called to shine in all the dark places, in the dark places. How do we do that? Well, he said that was through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. That's what we need to be able to do that. And, you know, I've been applying this to my life now for a good year Mm -hmm. and it's helped me so much. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, and um, what would I say? An example of this to you would be I don't know about you, but on a, on a Sunday morning, getting ready for church, it's an absolute nightmare at home. Things are busy. Just the, you, Tim. Yeah. You. <laughs> it's <laughs> hectic. The kids aren't getting ready. I'm getting stressed. The clock's going round faster than ever. And you're trying to get to church on time. And I don't know, sometimes in the car, we're just driving to work in absolute silence. We're all mad at each other. No one's speaking. We're all having these dagger thoughts. And you get out the car. You lock the car door, you walk towards Ollie or John or Wynne who's on the go. hello, how are you? Hi. You break out into a smile <laughs> and you've gone through the surface of the water and you're now on top of this iceberg again where everyone says everything's great and when you go home, plop. But it's that, I would say it's the hidden stuff. It's the God's eyes only stuff that he so loves and is so interested in and that's what we need to be passionate and that's intimate right. about. That's excellent, Tim. Right on. Very good.
0: Thank you. Well, we'll pray for the Bicknell family after. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Don't and, know what you're talking and, and, about. And the crummies. And, and, right. and everybody else. <laughs> Lisa, I yeah. think, had, okay. yeah, yep. we rescued, or we got Lisa out of Kids Church. <laughs> so, just a
4: I love Kids Church. That's right. I love Kids Church. I love all those little people in there. and mm. And it's just really exciting to be in there and be with them and get to know them more. So it's not a rescue. (laughs) Um, When I was born again, well, there's a few things that God kind of just brought me back to on the weekend, but Hmm. Friday night was a very, uh, a powerful encounter for me um, with the Lord and, uh, when I was born again, and even before I was born again, I started talking to God because I just figured that's what you did and asked questions and stuff, and He mm-hmm. answered me and all of that. and I had this really incredible intimacy with God. And it just it just it's just like God breathed His life into me. And when I was born again, I felt like God gave me breath. Mm-hmm. And on the weekend, God just said to me, I've given you your first breath, and I'll give you your last breath, mm-hmm. and all the breaths in between. Mm-hmm. So he gives me life, and he mm-hmm. gives me every day life. And um, and even in the busyness of life, um, sometimes you're not, of course, we're not even aware that he mm-hmm. gives us breath, yeah. and he gives us life, yeah. but he does. Yeah. And so God reminded me of that. And the other thing was, and thankfully, God has grown me up enough to... <laughs> that I don't go and say, okay, I'll serve you because, I, because you've spoken to me today or I'll serve you because um, I sense your presence or, you know, that I feel you moving in me, that uh, thankfully God has grown me up past that. Mm. But there's this desire in my heart um, for intimacy with him
1: because
4: mm. that's my breath. <laughs> yeah. And... um and it's really cool that God is so good and merciful that that I know that he loves me and I know that I love him no matter whether I feel it or not. Mm. But it kind of reminds me of when um, when I'm away from my husband. Mm. And uh, every day you kind of take it for granted that he loves me and that I love him. And um, until you've been away a while and then, you, and then I see him again, it just reminds me of how much I love him. Right. And... Um, that's kind of on the weekend that God just spoke to my heart and just just drew me to him and, um, and to my passion for him and my great love for him and his great love for me most of all. Yes. And so it just kind of just refreshed me. It refreshed my walk. And um, my knees always have knocked together a lot like when the Holy Spirit and sometimes even in worship. Um, my legs just go like this a lot (laughs) because the presence of God comes on me and that's just kind of what I do. And I have been known to fall down or sit (laughs) down, but um, not a lot. But Mm -hmm. um, it's funny that that God just did that Mm -hmm. and he just touched me and encouraged my faith. And the other thing was that I felt like God reminded me that um, our church was founded on a wanting to know God more. Our church was founded on a longing to have more of God, for us to know him more, mm-hmm. for us to live for him more than we have, yes. and the intimacy that is there for us. And he, He, you know, like a lover, he, he comes after us, and then our response. And I just felt like God wanted us to um, not go by the, I'm obedient because I feel you today. I'm not obedient because I... Uh, Because you've spoken to me today, I am. Because I love you, and that He loves me.
0: Yes, that's great, Lisa. Thank you. So helpful. And we didn't rescue her from. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, Gary. All right. Well, just a couple things, just really to bring some things to it. One thing you'll just hear in all of those things is this whole thing of prophecy, and we'll be sharing you know, we receive that personally as God speaks through people. And a lot of times that's from scripture and everything that we're sharing has to line up with scripture. And as people saying, you know, I feel God said this and God spoke to me through that person. We feel that personally, but we feel that corporately as well. But here are some things that has to go with it. Okay. Is we get to weigh and we get to test prophecy. So when someone might pray for you, You know what? You have a responsibility with them and together. That's why it's so great when we're together as a body to be able to weigh and to test those things. And sometimes, you know what? We get it wrong. Sometimes we don't quite hear clearly. Sometimes we interpret things wrong. So just saying with these things it's really helpful to be able, over the test of time in a sense, to test and weigh things, to pray things through. A lot of times prophecy actually confirms what you feel God has already been speaking to you. So many of the times, any prophecy I've received, a lot of the time it isn't a great revelation that totally like changes forever the course of history. It's, it's stuff God's already been speaking to me in my own private time with God. And a lot of times it actually brings confirmation through other people of what God's already been saying to me. So sometimes it is a wake-up call, sometimes it's something different, but a lot of times it actually just confirms what you already feel God's been saying to you. And as we weigh and test it, as we pray it through, as it we receive confirmation, right? then we get to believe and we get to respond and we get to act. And we have to just be careful sometimes of God's timing in these things. So a lot of the things, and we're going to switch to um, our church, a lot of things that we've been receiving, I just highlight some of the things that really stood out uh, for us as elders and talking to many of you this week that we've been hearing for quite a while now. And so a lot of these things line up just really about our church being in. If you look at this growth spurt acceleration, a real time of acceleration and there's lots of different things that come along with that whole thing of uh, that Allison had, and others over the last couple of years are really being seen. This tree grow, really being a trunk with many branches coming off of it, and there's lots of things for us in there. Um, last week, last Sunday night, at Tag, a powerful time in our prayer meeting. If you were there, and it's great um, to see how God speaks when we're together in prayer. Just this whole thing about our church being really seaworthy and being able to help others, and with our sails up, catching the wind of the Spirit. And then there's personal things as well. And so, uh, for me personally, as I've been sharing over the last couple of weeks, and was impacted again last Sunday night. Um, there's lots of things that God's been really for years and years and years and years. And Mary, if you read, you know, with Jesus, a lot of things she just pondered in her heart. Right? She didn't even tell anyone. She pondered them. And a lot of things for us personally you know what, sometimes you have to just be careful. Uh, Some things, you know what, you just kind of like, those are precious things and I'm going to hide them in my heart and I'm going to pray them through and I'm going to see how God does and you're selective in the right way about who you share those things with. Others, you know, as that grows in time, you're able to share them more. A lot of times you see things open up that confirm those things. So, again, as I was able to share my heart last Sunday night, you know, for me over these years, just really focusing on this local church, and I'll tell you, the most, the hardest thing, if you're wired like I'm wired, okay, I'm wired like this, and I love being in university for this, one of my main reasons is, in September, you had a completely clean slate. And you started new courses, and by December, even if you failed them, at least you knew where you stood. And you got two weeks off for Christmas, hallelujah. That was so wonderful, and you came back in January, and you started afresh with a clean slate. And by the end of April, as many of you are now, you knew where you stood, and then you had four months to work and you had a clean slate again and in September, you repeat the cycle again, okay in the last whatever fourteen years, this is what i 've been able to figure out when I mow the lawn, I can see that it 's cut when I shovel snow, I can see that it 's moved beyond that i can 't really calculate anything <laughs> in church life okay because it 's really difficult. You can count on numbers, but really sometimes that doesn't really tell the tale. How do you actually measure if people are more passionate for Jesus, their characters changing, the Gospels being preached, okay? There's some things, but a lot of times you're just like, I don't really know. And I felt this past weekend through God in his grace and mercy, and therefore I've been really hesitant about doing everything. It was funny because Jeremy had this whole thing about acceleration, about being, you know, we've been cautious, and he went through all the things, and everybody in the whole room started looking at me, and Jeremy's there praying with his eyes closed, and I'm kind of behind him, going like, stop looking at me, all right? You know, this is like, because we like the things done, and decently, and orderly, and uh, very thought out, and well-planned, and all those things, and that's why I'm surrounded by engineers a lot of the time, and those sorts of things, and it's just this really permission from God to say, you know what? Replicating now, what we're doing, is not going to... You don't want to replicate disease, do you? You don't... So to get sort of a green light from God to say... I mean, there's all kinds of things we're always working on. We're not perfect, as Paul's saying, you know, not that we've obtained anything, say it humbly, but there's this whole thing of, for me personally, for us as a church, you know, things are going to change, and I'm just going to quickly go through. And in some ways, I love this one, Okay. God will do this for he is faithful to do what he says. And he has invited you into partnership with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. God calls, God awakens. And you know what? John had that through John Robertson here this morning. Okay? For individually, for us as a church, God is calling us. He's calling us. He's awakening us again to be passionate for him and to be passionate about the things he's passionate. And as Barb shared, as Angela shared, we have a choice to make. Sometimes it's a big choice. We become a Christian. God opens our hearts. He gives us life, and we respond and we say, "Yes, I'm going to be a follower of Jesus." You can mark the day. Sometimes we're, when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you can say we are baptized in water. That's a choice. But folks, as Tim said, after that, it's a thousand little choices of saying yes to Jesus. And for some of us, there's some big choices. And for many of us, okay, we're the 89 percent under the water. It's a thousand little choices that no one actually maybe sees, but God sees them. And we have a choice to respond. Okay, And Jeremy really prophesied to us last week about for us in our church, there are many, many who are going to be pillars in our church that we need you backbone people who are here in Fredericton, who are committed to this church, and you're giving and you're serving financially and using your gifts and being character and transforming our community. There's some of you that are going to be called the church plant that you're going to move. Doesn't mean you maybe are leading it, but you're going to be part of us helping to establish churches like ours in different places. And God's calling you. He's giving you cities and towns in different places. God's stirring you up. And those are big choices. And every one of us are included in the third one, that we bring the kingdom of God everywhere we go, that we bring the nature and the compassion, the love of God, the truth of God, everywhere we go. And for some, it was more specific, different things for you to really have to wrestle through and say, God, how does this affect my life regarding if you're involved in Media and education, social action, sports, to the nations. Those are some of the things that were prayed out last week that you need to weigh and test and pray through, confirm and bring to your life groups and bring to others that you're putting on the table to say, hey, God's speaking and I want to respond. And these are the things we've got homework to do now. Okay? And that's in, we need to understand these things. And how do we respond to us as a church? And a lot of it really has to go with we just keep multiplying ourselves, in every way, in every part of ministry, for us as elders, different ministries, teams, and churches. And I guess my response would be this, okay, we have a choice to embrace these things, to embrace, first of all, the truth of God, because every prophecy that comes, folk, it's based already on the plain and main word of God. So the plain and main word of God is, go and make disciples of all the nations. That's, you might never get another prophetic word, that's clear, you go, but then prophetically, it might be, giving you direction upon sort of the you know smaller details of where that might be and the timing involved in it. See? You see how those things work together? So it's based on truth, growth, and change. And the picture I had that I shared last Sunday night through the whole weekend is Angela and I, and I'll finish with this, okay? Angela and I were able to go to New York last uh, summer. We went and saw a show on Broadway, and you saw the whole cast members. You get this big, thick book that's for... That three hour play, and it goes through all the different people that are in lighting and all the different people in music and the orchestra and everything. And then there'll be a little asterisk beside people's names, and almost everyone had an understudy who was learning from those who were in the cast. And every night there'd be an insert in the paper, in the brochure, and it would have this who is on tonight, who's the understudy, and the regular person getting a night off for their helping train. Well, after the show, Angela was just like, You couldn't tell who the understudy was and who the regular was. I mean if they're the understudied, imagine how good the you know the professional is. And that's the sense I get for our church, okay? In training in every aspect of our church. In life groups, in kids' church, with our work with the poor, social action, with fuel, with our youth, with you can go through mom's group, you can go through worship teams, every aspect. Whatever you're involved in. Okay? You get to multiply yourself. Whatever you're doing, you get to train others to do what you're doing. And I believe that God, that as God calls you maybe to do different things, whoever's going to take your place, people won't be able to tell the difference between who was the sort of original leader that started this and who is the understudy. Okay? And that's what God wants. And to use all these different prophetic words, again we say it, and we say it not in a demanding way, but really with an invitation, you get to be a part of this if you so choose. That as God grows his church, as God, as we respond in obedience to his word, to the prophetic words that come, there's a part for every single person here. Now the thing is, we need to work in team. That every one of us take responsibility to say, How do I respond to these things? And that's our challenge over the next few days, weeks, months is how do I respond to these things? And we felt it was important just to take this morning, this isn't a usual you know, message and uh, what we usually have, but we felt it was important just to take a bit of a time out and say, We need to just meditate and think through everything that's been spoken to us. And again, it didn't all happen last weekend. These have been years. But sometimes it's helpful just to stop and say, this is where we're at now. How does What's God saying to us? How do we respond? And how does that change moving forward? So that's what we want it to do today. We want it to be able to be stirred, to hear some things. God's speaking to people, and we get to respond. Okay? So why don't we stand together? I know our time's gone, and we've got to help with our kids and everything. This is what we're going to do to finish. Okay? At the end of our meeting, I'm going to release you here in a minute. At the end of our meeting, okay, I'm just going to ask our college university crew, many of you, I know this is your last Sunday with us because you're heading out, some of you are heading out for good because you've graduated and we might, well, we'll be in touch, but we might not see you in September. Many of you are going all over the place. We have so many people going different places this summer, Germany and different, Alberta, all kinds, from all over. We want to pray for you this morning, okay? I know your life groups, your student life group, so let me just say this, if you're in university, college, that age group, and you're heading out for the summer, can you just take a few minutes before you go, we want to pray for you and really commission you this summer, and we're praying wherever you go, God will bless you, and we're selfishly praying that he'll bring you back here in September, okay? I'll be up front about that, all right? And let's pray now, let's just really, for every one of us here, okay, let's just ask for God to continue to help us to know how do we embrace and apply these things that he's speaking to us. So, Father in heaven, we want to thank you again for this morning. We just love your presence. We thank you. That you're a God who's not dead, that you're alive. And we thank you. That your Holy Spirit was here this morning. We love just exalting the name of Jesus, our Savior, our risen King. We just love when you come and you speak to us. And, God, we just want to be able to respond. We want to be passionately following you so that we're concerned about the things that you're concerned about. And we thank you for everything that's taken place for these last eight or nine days. And, God, we want to not just... Uh, hear your word, Lord, we want to be doers of it. So we just pray now for every person here this morning. God, would you continue by your spirit to stir up spiritual gifts? Would you help people to discern to serve and how to get plugged in, Lord? We pray, God, for helping us even in our personalities not to deal with change and as things uh, move ahead. God, would you help us, Lord, in transition and all these things, Lord? We pray, Lord, as our kids are praying, Lord, we want your will to be done. Lord, on earth as it is in heaven, Lord, we want your kingdom to come here in Fredericton and to the nations, Lord. That's our heart cry, Lord, for our kids and for us here today, Lord. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray today for the glory of Jesus. We ask in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 All right. Thanks, everyone. As uh, John said before, there's coffee and tea out front. If you're a guest, we'd love for you just to join us. And our university, college crew, if you can come forward, some of us are going to pray for you. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you tonight at our prayer meeting, 730.